Well, it's good to see you here on Christmas Day, and I'm excited to share a few moments with you. Thanks for taking your time today. I'll just say I'm kind of old school. If Christmas falls on Sunday, as long as I'm your pastor, we're going to have church, all right? So I'm just, just saying that's what we're going to do. So I think it's a great opportunity to, to even a little bit more sacrifice to, uh, to express our faith, those of us that are Christ followers. And those of you that are parents, a couple things. On your way out, if you've, got, if you've got little ones back in the nursery, just thank our volunteers for their time today to serve and, and anyone else on the way out as well. But speaking of children, I know we got some children here in the house and so I'm going to ask any children to come up here for a minute. I'm going to just have you sit right here, especially the only qualification is if you like candy, then you can come up, all right? So come on up. Steve, not you, 12 and under. But come on up, just come right up the stairs here, just come on up and have a seat. All right, look at this. I love this. Got a couple big kids here. Have a seat, gentlemen. I don't know. If you can grow a beard, should you be up here? We'll, we'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. You guys probably trick or treat till you're 18, too. I did that, too. I get it. <laughs> all right. Oh, you guys, I am so glad you guys are all here. Can we just welcome all these children? So fun. I love it. Very cool. All right, how many of you today, you've already opened Christmas presents, just raise your hand. Oh my goodness, look at this, early risers. Jojo, did you open a present today? Give me knuckles there, buddy. All right, this is my man right there. Okay, so I'm going to tell you guys about my two favorite Christmas presents of all time, okay? Now, my dad was a history teacher, and so he taught me a lot about history. So when I was a kid, I was kind of a weirdo. I was into World War II because of the soldiers and the battles and all that. So I wanted this playset. And so if you guys turn around, you can see it. That was the place that I got when I was in second grade. And it was this World War II battle. And we had show and tell at our school. I remember after Christmas, it was like, bring in your thing. And most kids, you know, brought in some little thing. And I drugged this. It was about as tall as me, it felt like. Drugged this thing on the bus. Never forget, set it all up. And so that was that was my first most memorable Christmas present. Let me show you my second one. Was this racetrack set I got called TCR. Now here's what's cool about this racetrack set was this racetrack set wasn't just your normal slot race. You could change lanes. That was what that was the breakthrough technology in the early 80s, okay? And so those were the two presents I remember, and I'm going to ask you guys in a minute if, there's, if you can think of your favorite Christmas present, because we're going to ask you what that is. But I'm going to ask Miss Arianna um, to share her two favorite Christmas presents when she was a little girl. First of all, Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas. Gifts are a very fun thing. And I remember the thing that I really, really loved was a Rub-A-Dub Dolly. And I wanted that really bad so that I could see. Isn't that cute? So cute. But then my sister one day thought that we needed a boy doll in the house, so she cut off all of its hair. But for a long time, it was really cute. Um, my second one that I really loved, I was really into strawberry shortcake, and I wanted the whole set, so they all smelled like different things, and I loved them all. Is that still, is strawberry shortcake still a thing? It is? Okay, cool. All right. And I'm going to ask Miss Sophie to share her two favorite Christmas presents. 
Okay, my first one was this giant bubble. Lasted for about two days before it popped, but it was pretty fun. Um, and then my second one was an Easy Bake Oven. Always wanted one of those. It was super fun. Now, if you're, how many adult women here, you wanted an Easy Bake Oven but never got one? Raise your hand. Hold it up for a minute. Gentlemen, look around. Okay? All right. Teresa Mosler, one of our elders' wives. Jeff, take care of that. Okay? That's an order. Okay. So, Christmas, does anybody here remember your favorite Christmas present? All right, we've got some hands. I'm going to ask a couple of you to share. So, Sophie, come over here, pick on somebody. What's your favorite Christmas present? A hockey stick. A hockey stick, all right. True Michigander. How about, oh, who we got right here? What's your favorite? Yeah, stand up. You got a tablet. Wow. Okay, cool. All right, Violet. What's your stand-up? What's your favorite Christmas present? I got a puppy. Oh, my goodness. That one's hard to beat. Little boy, do you have anything that you would like to say? I got a shaving kit. Yeah, there we go. There it is. Nice one. Very, very nicely done there. Very nicely done. Oh, my God. A couple more. A couple more. Gideon, stand up, my man. What'd you get? A, a balloon animal machine that you can make the balloon animals with. Oh, balloon animal making thing. One more right here. Stand on up. He's got three. Okay. I got an Xbox. Boom. And uh, Oculus, today. Whoa, today. It's a pretty good day. Okay, so we're going to play a little game here, and I'm going to see who likes, how many of you guys like candy? Okay. We're going to, so I'm going to have a hard time picking who's going to play. So we're going to do, we're going to do Simon Says, just to try to kind of help me pick out someone, okay? So we're going to play a quick game of Simon Says, all right? So we're going to start right now, all right? How many of you guys know what Simon Says is? Raise your hand real quick. Okay, if you just raise your hand, you're out. I said we're starting. Yes, I did. I said we're starting right now. Okay, so she's over here arguing with me. I did, honestly. Go back and watch the tape. It's true. Okay, I just need a, I need a, a volunteer. Somebody, did anybody not raise their hand just a minute ago? You didn't? You didn't? Right in the back? Okay. I haven't picked on you yet. Come on up here. This young man right here in the red. Okay, so give everybody your name. Tell everybody your name. Cohen. Okay, Cohen. All right. So you're going to see three doors back there, okay? If you pick the right door, you can take home this Hershey's candy bar, okay? You ready? This is pretty thick, too. Feel it. It's legit. Go ahead. Trust me. It's okay. All right. Okay, so would you like to pick door number one, two, or three? What would you like to pick? One. He's going to pick one. Is that a good choice? No. Well, I think it's a good choice. Let's see what's behind door number one. It's the mayor. Okay, I think that's a good choice. So there you go. Good job. Very good. Okay. 
We'll do one more. Did anybody not? Who wants? To, I'm, I need to pick a little girl here. Emma, come on up here. All right. So again, this is this is for all the marbles. Everybody, give your name here so everyone knows who you are. Emma. Okay, this is Emma. Emma Grace. That's your name. Okay. So feel that candy bar. Don't give it to your brothers if you get this. Okay. One, two, or three. Pick a door. You can pick anyone, even though one's been picked before. She's going to pick which one? Two. Door number two. Let's see what's behind door number two. Ooh. Try a different one. Door number one. Let's see what's behind door number one. There you go. We have a winner. All right. You know what? I got one more candy bar. I'm going to do one more. All right. We got to involve the youth group here a little bit. Okay, so give everybody your name. My name is Jackson. Okay, so now this is, this is good because behind this door is a little, there's a different character back there that more represents your age, so this is good, okay? So door number one, two, or three, take your pick. Door number three, okay, let's see what's behind door number three. No, that's not good. All right, let's try a different one. Door number one. There it is. That's not me, by the way. That's Riley, just in case you didn't know. Congratulations. So, you guys, what I want you to remember on this Christmas Day is that all the presents that we want, all the things we think about, there's the most important gift, and that's we know Jesus. That's what we celebrate today. It's his birthday today. And Jesus, as I've grown up and learned, he fulfills every need that we have in our life. And I want you to remember that. Jesus fulfills all our needs, all right? And thank you for spending Christmas with us. I'm going to have you guys go back to your seat. Let's give a hand for our kids, big and little. So fun. So I'm going to read you today from, from Luke chapter 2. Glad everybody made it. <laughs> so Luke 2, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up to the, into the town from Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths, and she placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. Now, you might be familiar with that very well-known by a lot of people passage of scripture that talks about the birth of Jesus. And in this story, there's so many wonderful and beautiful things. Having been to Israel and knowing a little bit of that journey from Nazareth um, down to Bethlehem, it's a little bit of a journey. And so here they were, Mary being pregnant with Jesus. And we've talked about that the last couple of weeks, this supernatural miracle 
of the Holy Spirit that Jesus was born of a virgin. That's an important part of, of who we are as followers of Jesus to know that he was born in that way, supernaturally, free from sin, to be our Savior, our rescuer, our deliverer. And as Jesus here is about to be born, very interesting thing happened where they had to travel and be away from home. Now, being home is nice, especially on a day like today. It's nice to just sit home and be home. And some of, some of us uh, on Daybreak Live, you might be home right now or traveling, and there are many of us here. But there's nothing like being home, especially for an event like a birth. If you're going to have a baby, you want those comforts. Now, I know a lot of times now, it's pretty common for people to be born in hospitals, but back then, babies were born at home. And so they were traveling. They were there. They were there at a place where they didn't have any, anybody to really help them. And, you know, growing up, going to Sunday school and church, and, and my, our church, we a couple times did the, kind of the classic Christmas program where you had, you know, some of the kids were animals and some of the kids were Mary and Joseph and all that. But in our plays, there was always the innkeeper. You guys know what I'm talking about? The innkeeper was the person, the meanie in the story. They were like the villain because it says there was no room for them. And so there was always this, this person that was like, oh, there's no room. And, I, you know, as I'm reminded of, of the world today, you know, even though the world has evolved and changed since this story, the world hasn't changed. People haven't changed. We still face the same things. We still have the same needs. You know, as we talked about just a minute ago, that Jesus fulfills all of your needs. You're going to be opening presents. Some of you already have, some of you will, and those will be nice things. But you know, of all the toys that I got and all the things I've gotten all my life, I can only remember a handful. And I would bet it's the same for you. We give out an expression of love, but our greatest needs are met by Christ himself. And my encouragement to you today is really, really simple. In your life, make room for Jesus. Don't allow Jesus to get pushed out of the way. Jesus is the greatest gift, but with that gift, there can be sometimes inconveniences to that gift. Now, that may sound different to you, but it's kind of like getting a puppy. A puppy is a wonderful thing to get as a gift, but it's not just like it takes care of itself, right? comes with some inconveniences. If Christ is present in your life, there will be times where he will need you to understand that he is the only thing that can meet your needs. And that the more you can make room for him, the more you can invite him in, the more you remember what today really truly is. It's a day that we remember the greatest gift in all of humanity. Jesus split our history in two. And he's the most well-known person in history for a reason. Because of his wonderful love for us. So make room for Jesus in your life. As we enter into 2023, as you think about all the things facing you in your life, I realize that, that a day like today, for many of us, might be a wonderful, joyful thing. For some of you, it might be a painful day. Memories of those that we have lost. Strained family relationships. Missed opportunities. 
And in a, in a day where it can bring up so many maybe mixed emotions for you, if you make room for him in your life, you'll find that that gift will fulfill every need that you have. As I'm thinking about the next year, as I'm thinking about 2023, I'm excited about the new opportunities. I'm excited about what God wants to do in my life, what he wants to do in your life, and what he wants to do in daybreak. Next week is January 1st. We'll be meeting. Hopefully you'll be awake and you'll be here. And as we meet, as we think about this next year, we're going to be giving you the opportunity to take another step of faith in your life. Next week as we gather, I'm going to share with you something very, very passionate from my heart to you about, about you and about our church family and about where we're going. It's going to be an important day from my perspective to be able to share some things that I've never shared with you before about what God's laid in my heart for, for you and for all of us here that are part of Daybreak. So I hope to see you next week. Beginning the Monday, January 2nd, we're going to start our reset gatherings. And for those of you that are saying, I really want to grow, I really want to take that next step. Jeff, I really am serious about my faith. We had a powerful Sunday last week, and many of you have, you're wearing a wristband today. I'm wearing mine. I want to be more generous in 2023 than I've ever been. And if you were here last Sunday, maybe you have one of these, and on your way out, there are some wristbands that you can take with you if you want to make a step of faith in your life. But I'm asking you in 2023, beginning on Monday, January 2nd, either at 6 a.m. or 6 p.m., to gather together for 23 minutes for the first 23 days of the year. And so for the first three weeks of this new year, we're going to be gathering together. And for many of you go, I've never done anything like this before. What's it like? Come and find out. You won't be disappointed as you'll be inspired to go to the next level of your faith. And after that, we're doing something I'm calling phase two. We're offering six-week courses at the end of January. So if you want to take a step of faith in your spiritual life, we're going to do a thing called Foundations of Faith every Wednesday night, beginning at the end of January, to take even another step. Or if you want to succeed in your finances, if you want to know the joy of generosity and not allowing finances to control you, but to find the joy of giving and living in God's best when it comes to your finances or your health. We have a medical doctor that's doing a separate course on foundations of health, what you can do to, to live a better life and to, and to honor the temple that God's given you in your body. Or if you want to learn more about how important relationships are and having the right ones in your life, we're doing four different courses starting at the end of January. And I want you to go along this ride if you really feel God stirring you to, to go to that next level in your life. And I can't wait to be a part of what God's going to do. So as we think about what today means, it all came down to a very, very important moment. And it's really um, captured in this song that we're going to experience together. And if you have your candle, I want you to pull that out. So we think about that first Christmas night. I invite you to bow your head and, and pray with me. Father, we thank you for what today is, what it means, how Christmas is a celebration of you. Above anything else, above family, above presents, 
above all the things that might be trying to turn our hearts away from you, Lord. We want to turn our hearts towards you today on this special day of Christmas. And as we think about that first night, Lord, we, we just say thank you for that holy moment, that holy night that you were born. In Jesus' name.